Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time, the podcast. We've got a uh, two-time NFR Rodeo Cowboy, Satterbrook Rider extraordinaire, Mr. Dawson Hay in the house, along with uh, Donnie Ray Daytona. Bam, 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 bam. Sorry, bam, bam, I don't bam, have bam, sound effects set up on my phone. Two-time but. Winnebago Arena champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No competition. Right. Yeah. So Logan reached out to me about the school, about getting... Um, you mean Lefty? Lefty, not Logan. Sorry. Um, reached out to me about getting him to the uh, the Veter School. I feel like, based on my conversation with Lefty, it had something to do with his buck-offs <laughs> in the show. Did you and Lefty talk yeah, about that? Yeah, we, we, we looked at that and... <laughs> Got to get but, this kid some help. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that. Actually, when we were putting on the school, there was a couple people that commented on the posts oh really like, donnie daytona needs to head over there and we were like dang that would be cool and uh, gotcha so i was like well we'd get a hold of him and get him on out here and <laughs> and them kids were so you thought i thought you know all these kids would be excited to meet me and lefty and you know be excited about this bronx school they're like dude that's Leroy and donnie daytona <laughs> <laughs> yeah people ask me about like if the show was scripted and don't get me wrong, there were a few parts where obviously, you know, we're trotting through a field, there's nine cameras and my mom calls me and you know, the, the music stops where yes, that was scripted. But like, once you watch one of Donnie's buck off, she realized like, there ain't no plan in that. <laughs> like, there's no plan in that. No, yeah. that, that would be hard if it was planned. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Flying through the air. This is not good. Yeah. I, I, I feel you though because I took a lot of those same buck offs. Yeah. They were always nasty when I started, you know, <clears throat> dropping your sitting on a foot, dropping your rain, and then it's front flip city. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about this later in the podcast, but they were practice horses from Stace that, you know, he didn't want to sell because they were just on the We talked about fence that about yesterday. It. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. But inevitably I think the one buck off you got on, it was like a painted feather colt named Bay Feathers. Yeah. And uh you got on him. I can't remember. I think we called him Burrito. Yeah. But he uh we just hung the flank on him. Mm -hmm. We didn't even pull the flank. <laughs> and when just, we do that on that horse, typically he would just crow hop around there. Yeah. Except for during that show. Yeah. He, he jumped and kicked the lights out like he was in come out of some <laughs> yellow bucking shoots. Yeah. I swear though certain people bring it out in the horses like there'll be there'll be horses at them schools that you know usually lope off and then there'll be some kid that we're trying to get to the trying to get to the pickup man and this thing will kick the lights out all of a sudden yeah. and 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 when I was starting it was kind of that way for me like every time I'd go to get on a nice one out of practice or something it end up just bucking yeah through and and being a littler guy I mean they they definitely do buck a little harder for us, but yeah, I've noticed that watching watching the show and all your rides. They you seem to bring the best out in it. Yeah, I've uh, been told stock contractor's <laughs> best friend right there. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, good guy to have at your futurities. <laughs> yeah, obviously we uh, we talk a lot about rodeo. We are at the NFR right now. It's day six. Today will be the sixth um, round, and right now we're at the Mirage where. Dawson and, and Donnie and myself are all staying. So uh, if you find yourself out here for 2022, then, uh, yeah, you need to stay at the Mirage. So that's where the party's at. It seems like 
over the years, and I'm sure you've seen it too, like being out here with your dad and all that, like there's really like places where like it'll go through waves of like, where's the party? You it's know, always like, at the Mirage. <laughs> and it's at the, and, and specific, and, and also like these last couple of years, like it's the Mirage. Like there's, and don't get me wrong, there's cowboy hats all over Vegas during the NFR, but like specifically like where are the most? And, you know, you'll see like some, a lot of past world champions show up and some legends show up and Dale Brisby and, and it's at the Mirage right now. So anyway. Well, not, good music, good drinks, and yeah. a good time. It is a plug, but it's also true. So, and that—that's what makes a good plug. Yeah, is when it's true. That's so, right. Well, we're gonna get onto the podcast. I hope you enjoy rodeo and bronc riding because that's what we talk about. We um we've slowly upgraded our equipment. Yeah, that um the the podcast that we were doing, me and Lefty, it's 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 kind of been a work in progress as well. Yeah. Thanks to Lefty, I haven't really done a whole lot to be honest. <laughs> it's it's his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Sometimes like we've had less people complaining when we mess up, don't record, and we have to use the camera audio. Like back our last little like podcast mixer thing it was it was wild like i feel like that one with william clark green remember yeah like nobody complained about our sound i yeah because we we forgot to well i hit record and it just i guess the sd card corrupted and then those so we just had to use the audio off of those and it kind of sucked there's been some major malfunctions (laughs) usually usually it's like with really good guests too yeah we we Ours kept like ringing real loud when the mics got too close to the earpieces. Yeah. 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 It takes some fine tuning. Well, I mean, we're cowboys, so we're having to learn how to be sound guys. Of course, Rump Chat, I guess they probably never have that problem because they got a sound guy as their one of their top two. Yeah, that's what Hambone does. Right. I, I highly doubt. Yeah, I highly doubt the rump did any of the figuring out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a safe assumption, I would yeah. say. Uh, round number six. So Donnie and I, confession, we walked up last night during round number five, just enough time to see your score because yeah. I went into the high limit room to play and got on a heater and played three hands. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. But um how's it been for you? It's it's been a slow start. Um I I had some higher expectations for the first 5 rounds. I think um I started out real good on the first first horse. Just was a, a little weak for that pen. Um round 2, I ended up getting a re-ride and got on a a horse called Double D one I'd won Clovis on and just kind of got run out the back. Uh, almost kicked a stirrup off and kind of just salvaged a ride together for, I think I was 81 and a half or something. Yeah. Um, round three, the E-Pen, Miss Ellie, uh, just a big, strong sucker. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen him a bunch throughout the years and kind of coming around. She's, left rainers get along with her a little better, but in yeah. that, in a right rainer, she dives you into that yep. outside stirrup and just bucked me off before the whistle. Um, 
round four, we did, um, I think I was 84 and a half. I had a pretty good ride, I thought, but um, just just kind of same thing, just not quite enough for a check. And then yeah. last night, that uh, Toma Joe, that horse of high lows, I got on him actually in the E-Pen in 2019, and she got me down, but just run me out of my stuff a little bit. I, I think I'm just not lifting like I, like I need to be, and but I'm going to put all that behind me, and we're going to go. we got five more rounds. Man, I was going to say, I mean, I know you, maybe you're your own critic, but, like, I was going to say after, I can vividly remember the first ride from this, you know, and I, and, and then uh, I think it was the second and fourth. But anyway, I just remember thinking that you were, you looked like you felt good, like, throughout it. And, and then there were a couple of rounds where you just had a, a weaker type horse. Yeah, but I, mean, I I don't feel like I'm riding terrible. Right. I just I'm wait, I'm waiting on that matchup, and I, I yes. think a guy can get on a heater around here. I'm just gonna pretend this is round number one, and uh, well, it kind of is, it, right? Yeah. Real realistically, the pens are, you know, the same pens just starting right over again. Yep. Yeah. So and then them them couple draws a guy maybe wasn't too happy about you. You don't you don't have a chance to get on him again. Right. So has uh how many guys have ridden all five um <clears throat> well brody brody i think has got five covered zeke's got five covered i think chase brooks maybe maybe yeah um well brody fell off one but he didn't nod he was I, he looked at the he looked at the uh uh whoever was helping him on and said pull the pull the head around yeah and, but <laughs> Or he asked him if he wanted to pull his head around, and he was under his rein, and he said, "Yeah, pull it around." But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like a nod. Yeah, and then it, it yeah, it surely wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, that's a that's a sick feeling too when they oh, open yeah. the gate a little early <laughs> on you. <clears throat> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that's not really the horse you want to do it on. That's um, uh, uh, that Bridwell horse. Sorry, it's early yeah. in the morning. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here, but yeah, well, somebody else's draw a little mm-hmm. easy to remember your own. Yeah. So, uh, but tonight you got a good one. Yeah. Palindrome. I, I got to get on that horse at Cheyenne this year. Um, just takes a bunch of rain kind of flat, but will kind of fade out there and just a really good horse. One, one, um, they placed on in the first round. So, uh, if I do my stuff right, it, we should be good for a check tonight, hopefully. Are y'all hot? <clears throat> it was a little hot in here earlier. <laughs> Will you turn that, crank that AC down a little bit, a few notches? That's oh, over here on this wall by this light. I'm trying to make it comfortable for my guests. I haven't Whoa. figured out the one in my room. I've been sweating my ass off this whole time. Did you, uh, is it uh, third in FR? Second. Second. Yep. Did you uh, stay at Mirage last time? I did, yeah. Yeah, it's, Rio, a, Vegas. it's the best place to stay. Yeah. It's no. a, it's definitely the um the after party to be at. Oh, for sure. I mean, who who can complain about going and watching a badass concert for free? For free. Yeah. Drinks free. Right. And then, if you're lucky enough, you win a saddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every night you get to go in and draw for a saddle. I got it last night. Did you really? I did. Nice. I Are went you? up to him right after. I was like, can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you plan on riding it? I was thinking I might ride it in the grand entry tonight. 
Oh, dang, already. I I'm love that. So. I don't know, though. I, w- I said I was going to do that last night, but as you've seen <clears throat> in the last few rounds, the horses are getting a little sketchy out there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a it's going to be a s- squeaky little bugger. What happened last night? Well, for one, I didn't see Wade's wreck, but yeah. Colby's horse, it seems like them horses get like all tightened up when they do the tip of the resist all, uh-huh. and then everyone starts cheering. Everyone, everyone's horses are starting to really back up a bunch. Colby went to kick his horse up, and uh, he he just went faster backwards. <laughs> and then he yeah. reared up and kind of spun around as Texas is coming through. 28 strong or what, what is it? <laughs> yeah, a bunch. <laughs> yeah, no. But they're coming running through, and uh, as soon as he landed, he got – he kind of, kind of got T-boned, but it it was it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But Wade's horse was just hauling ass down the center, and then took took kind of a little stutter step, and then kind of overkick. Yeah, he he did a front flip right on his back. Yeah, kind of hurt him. He's not doing. He's not in great shape right now. He's at the yeah. hospital getting a CAT scan. Oh, Is he really? Dang. Yeah. No, it's. He was a sore bugger. He jumped up pretty quick, but right, yeah, yeah. because it's Wade. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he looks sore. He looks sore. When when he's getting around like he's pretty sore, it, it's probably something's wrong. Right. Yeah. Him and JB. Yeah. Yeah. You've been helping the bull rider some. Yeah, I mean, I I got some sore ribs and a pretty dang sore neck and hip and. Pulling them ropes doesn't help a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them want to want it tight, tight. Yeah, <laughs> me and me and Clayton always trade help though. Yeah, um, it seems like the bull ropes are getting harder and harder to pull these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone needs it way too tight. Yeah, and then they back it off. <laughs> That's <Once> the worst. <laughs> yeah, you're about there to have a brain aneurysm, about to blow a gasket, and then they grab it and take it off about six inches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like your first NFR having been here, like watching your dad? Um, I, I mean, I got a lot of great childhood memories watching my dad out here. Um, it was always a goal of mine to be out here myself. And and now, now my dad's watching me here and, um, you know, he just loves it. It's, uh, it's something, you know, you should just see Roddy light up now. He, he don't mind sitting out in the stands at all watching it. He said it's. He said it's a totally different experience, you know, right? Riding there and then actually watch because he never really would have, right? Until um, until uh, I got here, I guess in 2019. But um, yeah, shoot, he's um, he's super excited. But growing up, me and my little brother and and the right kids, we were always, you know, a lot of times we'd get dropped off. There's a daycare at the Thomas and Mac, <laughs> and like. You wouldn't think you'd want to go to the daycare. You'd want yeah. to go watch the rodeo. No. We, me and Stetson, we'd be playing bucking bulls, throwing, throwing shit, and raising raising hell over there in yeah. the daycare. And hey. uh, I'd be like, Mom's like, well, I'll sell your tickets if you guys want to go in the daycare. That's, <laughs> that's plumb fine. That's hilarious. Then they come grab you when your your dad's riding. Yeah. And then we'd, come, we'd watch the bronc riding and then back to playing bucking bulls. And that's hilarious. Who else was in? It? You, you. I remember Stetson was always in there, Statler. Um, Ryder never came a whole lot. Ryder and Rusty, they usually went to the perf. Yeah, 
Um, it doesn't surprise me. Like knowing those two yeah. now, you know, like Ryder, how he's, you know, pretty serious and just like focused. It's not that he's real, really, really serious. He just, he's just pretty quiet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And serious. Yeah. I'll yeah. say Rusty's the most serious out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he can be pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> he was on yesterday. Rusty? To, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rusty and Statler came by. <clears throat> so we got to talking about all things rodeo. And I've, I've, I'm really curious. So, like, I've been up to Canada once. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it juggling, like, going back and forth? Um, I know we know, the last couple of years we haven't been able to go back quite as much uh-huh. because of the pandemic and whatnot. But it's it makes for some longer drives. But I love them Canadian rodeos. It's yeah. um, it's nice for us to be able to go home in the springtime and hit you know five or six, and then come back in July. Yeah, hit, we'll be going back and forth, back and forth. On a normal year, it's really not that bad. We got enough Canadians going that um, a lot of guys are making the trip. But um, it's it's been harder lately, you know. You getting the getting the tests, and then and then waiting on the results. Then then the border's always been a pain lately. You got to go inside pretty yeah. well every time, and then um, and then coming back now they've now they've got it. So you got a test to come back as well, and then Dang. it's kind of the same thing on that side of the border. Plus the tests are like 150 bucks each oh, time. Wow. So right. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> hopefully you can make it, make it work winning up there. But um, it's the Canadian finals are something that I really like to go to every year. It's yeah. it's awesome. You get to see some horses. Like I think there's, I don't know how many horses Calgary Stampede's got down here this year, but they buck them all at the Canadian finals. You get a chance to look at everything. You know, Mox has got their horses out, Outlaws, Bolds. Yep. Uh, C five and um they put all they put trips on all their NFR horses up there and it's you know, a guy gets a chance to sharpen up on six head and uh no yeah. I it's always a goal of mine. And they're in November? They're they're the first week in November, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> what down here it's like there's just nothing. In Texas, down here. In Texas <laughs> there's like nothing in November and guys gotta go to practice pins, but like because our our uh, our circuit finals is until January, you know? yeah. It's like unless you're flying to Brawley, you just got to get you got to go to a practice pen. But anyways, that's neat to get to get on like some buckers in November. It is. It is. It it's a good chance for everyone to tune up a little bit. Yeah. So you guys have like a little compound going in California now. Like Lefty is just doing some recruiting. Huh? <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> Lefty's family, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jeez, He's got some so, pretty girls in his family. You got <laughs> Clayton moving up there, and and you said you you bought a house over there. Yeah, meet Clayton, um, Dakota Eldridge. Yeah, he moved over there. Clayton Bigelow's always been over there, but, right? Um, all all in the family. And y'all yeah. hang out at Veter. Yeah, Veter's place. George Veter, um, awesome, awesome place to practice. I mean, we've been truly blessed to, to be able to go out there. He he's done so much for this sport in California. Yeah. Um, Fresno State, they usually practice all their guys out there, mm-hmm. and um, he's given the opportunity for for the people surrounding there that kind of want to get into rodeo that don't have a real great place to get on. 
and they usually do weekly practices. And then Ming, the guy behind the camera, he's he's got he's got it where he slows down them videos, and it makes it so much easier to learn, especially when mm -hmm. you're just starting out. Like you can kind of pick apart a ride watching it, but you see it in slow mo, and it makes a huge <coughs> difference. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a ghost, dude. This guy, like, he runs beside every single bronc, and you don't even know he's there. Like, right. I remember watching from the back of the bucket shoots, and I was, I was trying to pay attention and like see right. see what he's doing, and I just got caught watching the ride, and I was like, where is he? Like, how yeah. does he? But he's right, man. Like, the way he shoots it and slows it down, like you can dissect stuff. Like you, right. if you're not lifting or doing something wrong, you see it right away, and it's awesome. He um. <laughs> It's funny because, it, like, like you said, you don't ever see him, but <laughs> sometimes he'll dang near boat get ran over. He'll be yeah. cutting across right in front of your horse, getting the getting the best shot, and he's he's got his own style. He's like, I'm, you know, the cowboy attire is not really me. I'm I'm gonna have a mohawk. I'm gonna have my usually a sports team shirt on, and he's got his little shorts on yeah. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it was freezing up in Twin Falls, and he he did a videoed Mitch Pollock's bronc match. Everyone's like dressed up in their coats, and I was freezing my butt off. Mang's just out there, yeah. <laughs> trotting around in his t-shirt, no, nope. trying to get run over. <laughs> That's like, what's it like ranching in the cold? I just can't, I just can't find myself enjoying that for an extended period of time. You guys, See, it's like most of the year, right? Well, it's it's kind of like November to April, May. Yeah, um, but. The snow usually kind of really sets in in December, and then it it just depends on the year how long it stays. But you wouldn't believe it. It's not, not as bad as you think. Yeah. Um, the cold up there, like it will get, you know, minus 40. But it's not the same because the wind's not really blowing ever. Uh. In the middle of the bush. And it's it's uh, it's not like a wet cold. Right. When it, gets, cold. when it gets miserable down in Texas, it's that's the coldest I've ever been. Because that, that wet cold and the wind cuts right through you. But Oof. The, the snow, I mean, it's it's trickier for sure. I mean, yeah. you're you're throwing straw out every day for your, your cows when it's snowing and um, and feeding out in the snow. But it's it's really, you, you pin up your cows a little closer yeah. to home, and it's not all that bad. I, I can see have that. have to come out and do it one of these days. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I've been like on ski trips and stuff where, you know, there's no wind on one side of the mountain, and it's you get warm. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you're moving. But I just, like, even when I was a kid, I remember my dad, like, just cursing doctor and wheat pasture cattle. And then, sure enough, there was a year in my life where that's what I did for a living. And I just, like, we buried my dad. Like, when we buried him, he was like, we put long handles under his, you know, Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> just because, like, that's what he wore, like, eight months out of the year, yeah. even in Texas. Cause he hated the cold and, uh, and I followed suit and I just, anyways, so there's some days out there like in a wheat pasture when that wind is pushing through and it doesn't matter what you're wearing, yeah. but, but, th but that's true though. Like those days when like there's no wind, it just doesn't, as long as you're moving. Yeah. As long as you're moving and, and don't get me wrong. It, it is dang cold for sure. But like I said, you usually can dress for it a little better. Yeah. Um, except for your face, your face is always going to be cold. You, you but get, it, you get back and when it's that cold and you can't even talk, your, your mouth, your lips are so cold that you're, it's funny when you come, when you, 
when everyone comes in for lunch or something and they're talking, it looks like they had a stroke or something because their face doesn't right. get your words out, but yeah, <laughs> you can't move your face really. Did, uh, I guess most of your rodeos <laughs> in the spring, I guess, and some are up there rather than just like in the cold or they'd be indoor. They don't really have any rodeos, um, in the wintertime. Really? They, they start up in, um, April-ish, usually. Yeah. There there used to be one in March, but the spring run, for the most part, is all indoors anyways, too, yeah. until until you get into, like, June is when they start having some outdoor rodeos. It's just too wet once all that snow melts. Yeah. Do, uh, and then you guys try to calve, like, around May, I, ma- I imagine, or April? Yeah, lots of guys will, lots of guys will um, calve earlier, um, really? like February, but you, you need to have a big barn set up. Um, we usually calve mid-April, and that's late. That's late actually for most people up there. But we've seen you don't lose near as many, and and it's it sucks treating out there in the snow. Yeah, trying to trying to pull some pull some drugs out of them damn things when it's that cold. It's like right. It don't work very. That stuff good. comes out real slow. And then, then you got one. And you're trying to you're trying to stick them, and it takes takes freaking three minutes to get yeah that to thing. get that stuff through. <laughs> Especially if it's like, you ever use like res floor, new floor, yeah. that stuff. Res that floor stuff. is the thickest. It's it's slow whenever it's warm. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine whenever it's that cold up there. Yeah, yeah. you got to keep it in the truck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we. Uh, so I guess calving out heifers can get real tricky because mm-hmm. you got to do it at some point up there. Somebody does. Yeah, I mean, we usually calve out about forty-ish, fifty. Yeah, we. Some years we calve more, some less. It's it's usually a pain. The the two two or three years ago, I don't know. We fed too much silage, and I think we had a a tough bull, but we pulled every single one of our hair. Dang! In the miserable cold. Wow. <laughs> I think there might have been like one or two that we didn't, and then the rest we just we just ended up bringing them all in, and, and then, just watched them every day. And yeah, they got ridiculous on you. It was terrible. Dang. Hold every single one of them in the cold. <laughs> I, uh, w- we, uh, we had some heifers we calved out like, jeez, it's been seven or eight years ago. And we kind of had hell with them and lost a few. And we just really like said we were never going to do it again. And for the last three or four years, I've had like some yearling heifers that just I felt like looked really good. And I keep threatening to do it. And I think this year is the year. Like, I feel like I'm going to do it this year. Cause I got this uh, little Corini bull that a guy gave me just to buck, and uh, he's like a big roping steer, and so I think he'll be perfect. Like let them calves just slip through, just, just drop right out of them. Hopefully, it don't even matter if they're yeah. backwards. They just sneeze, <laughs> yeah, just, and then he's out. Um, so I'm gonna do it too, and I think it'll be neat to like have interns like put it, you know, interns in charge of watching them. Oh yeah. You know, and then I don't have to go out there at two in the morning. Yeah, you're oh. lucky with that. <laughs> yeah. But have you seen our fence? No. So I got this uh just around my pens in my house. Um, I had a, a buddy put in like a top rail um pipe. So it's like post every uh twelve feet mm-hmm. and then a top <clears throat> rail um pipe and then slick wire. Okay. And um I don't know. Some people, because I got a bunch of horses and there'll be horses around there. I didn't want barbed wire. And, and I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are okay with it, but I just thought sure as a world, 
if a horse ever cuts himself on bob wire, it's going to be Boone. And, you know, so I might as well put in slick wire. But then I put in. It'll be your best horse, guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. So I was like, I'll put in these stays, and then they'll, you know, really deter them. And uh, first I did six. So it's like between, you know, 12 feet. And then I was like, well, let's look at eight. And then I was like, oh, let's look at 10. You know, and so it's like every 12 inches, there's a post now. It's like 3,000 foot of fence. Oh, no shit. And uh, my buddy was like, hey, uh, you know, it would make them post really stout instead of cutting them off with a chainsaw so they'll fit under that pipe. Just bury them. So I got these interns every 12 <laughs> inches burying a cedar stay, oh, however God. long the post is. So sometimes it's seven inches, sometimes it's like 17 inches. <laughs> but Which isn't that deep for a post hole. But, but when there's 3,000 of them. Of them. <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm they, glad I'm not interning over there. They want to <laughs> They wanna learn to be a cowboy. I guess that'll that'll do it. That might, that might teach them not to be a cowboy. Yeah, deter a few of them. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going home. All I did when I went to Radiator Ranch was dig, dig post, post holes. holes and send cedar. Yeah. They know how to do it. <laughs> they know how to do it, too. Yeah. <clears throat> but my deal is, like, there's little tasks that I just don't you know, it's still a ranch task, but like, I don't feel good making them do it. For instance, I got this big burn barrel where we'll f uh, burn feed sacks. Yeah. But every year and a half, you got to clean it out, you know, get all that ash out. And I don't, I personally just don't feel, it's not satisfying for me to ask the interns to clean that out. That job sucks. It's not super ranch related, you know, but the cedar stays zero remorse. Yeah. I was like, no remorse like you guys sent in a video you came to texas you want to be a rancher and as many stays as i had to tie in as a kid like double it come around right on the left or left over right i mean twist it like it's okay for you to learn that and a postal digger every yeah. single one of them in the like every video ever i'll fix fans like that's yeah what they that's say. one of the things they say everybody says exactly <laughs> glad you brought that up Ronnie. Yeah. yeah so i my don't dad, feel bad my dad was growing up he had no remorse if there was a job like that it was it was the first for me or logan usually i seemed because i was i seem to be getting in more trouble than him and i would usually get the worst jobs and then but yeah no it didn't matter what it was i don't i don't think while we were home roddy ever shoveled out a trailer one time oh my gosh no um but <laughs> yeah he, what little interaction i've had with him like doesn't surprise me at all yeah, I think he's like these kids are finally old enough to take care of all the all the shitty jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cutting twines, I'll say that sucks in the cold. Cutting oh. twines because we feed you guys don't feed a whole lot of round bales, huh? It's mostly no. square. Yeah. Well, we don't. There's <clears throat> where I'm at. Like guys don't feed a lot of hay at all. Yeah. Just in the winter time. Yes. Yeah, for, for on the bigger places, like you know, like those those bigger ranches, like you just you put out protein. And that's mm -hmm. about it. And then they try to kind of clean up, you know, what's left. But. Yeah. No, we feed we feed from November throughout till June. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. But yeah, trying to pull them twines off when they get frozen up. Yeah. Your fingers are freezing, and you can't get the twines out of the big round bales yep. with your gloves on. No, so you yeah, got to take yeah. your yeah. gloves take off, off, and you're sitting there digging. <laughs> yeah. Was there out. any specific job <laughs> that you had more? Than maybe like Logan or something like, um, for instance, I I was always charged with backing up the trailer. 
My uh, sister and brother never had to, and like, and then I got good at it. So it was just like, no, you go do it, you know. And so, I, Logan's a little older than me, so he he would seem to always be able to get to go on the tractor, and yeah. I would be the one out on the front lines. Gotcha, out on the front lines. <laughs> in the trenches, in, in the, the trenches, trenches. <laughs> yeah, getting snowed in. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It it really depended on who was who had ticked off Roddy Moore that day. Yeah. So we went back and forth. It, we, we never really did have certain jobs. Um, he He's really good at wrecking tractors Yep. and wrecking machines and uh, flipping over the bail buster and stuff. But um, so I'd say once we got a little older, maybe I got to do, well, no, I never really did. He, yeah. he's, 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 yeah, How he's, long have you called your dad Roddy? Yeah, I love oh, that. I do too. I it's it. hilarious. As as long as I can remember, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Probably, I guess no. When I was probably twelve or thirteen when we That's started. That's hilarious. No, probably before that. But my grandpa, we call like my grandpa Fred. Yeah. My dad calls him Fred. I call him Fred. Um, you know, it's Mum and Fred for Roddy, and it's Mum and. <laughs> That's Mom hilarious. Most time, or, like when, or I'll say Rick. I call him Rick sometimes. <laughs> when kids like call their parents by their their first name, you're like, dang, that's disrespectful. But when them guys do it, it's just like that's awesome. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know. No, I it's think just, it's hilarious. I think I it is it. too. Like it's, I don't know. It's just awesome. I've always thought that was funny, especially like when a little girl calls her mom by their by her mom's <laughs> yeah. name. That's funny to that's me. That's funny. I don't know. Like, um, I just, I think I think my dad always calling his dad. Fred, it just kind of always, yeah. it never bothered him. It seemed but kosher to sometimes, you. Sometimes I'll be telling a story about Roddy, and they'll be like, who's Roddy? I'm like, well, my dad. That's my dad. Oh, why, why you call him Roddy? That's his name. That's his name. Yeah. It's actually Roderick. Yeah. Seeing you guys, like, seeing all you guys at that school and, like, at that, um, the Bronc match that Saturday, you guys just have a, a really cool relationship, like, through the sport and everything. And it was fun to watch, just – all yeah. you guys like Devin getting on and stuff. That was cool, man. That was really cool to see. He's um, he's. I don't know if there's a guy in the world that loves Bronk riding more than Roddy. Yeah, he's I, he's passionate about it. He says he still has dreams about it all the time. Yeah, like getting on and he's. It was it was unfortunate when he did um, end his career there when it broke when he yeah. broke that leg off, but he got to ride till he was forty two years old. Yeah. That's that's. That's pretty old for our sport, yep. and um, but to this day, I mean, he he still lives and breathes bronc riding. Was, was that twelve or thirteen? It was two thousand ten. Oh, he, dang! Yeah, he had won. And he won Jesse Houston that year. In. Yeah, and then he he'd had a really good spring. Um, I think he was, I think he it was in June when he hurt his hurt his leg there, and he still ended up making the finals. Right. But yeah, Jesse stepped in for him. And had a really good finals, actually. Yeah. But, um, no, he, he never could get his – it healed up, but he can never bend his, his leg past a 90 degree. Oh, dang. His femur was in 37 pieces. Wow. Yeah. And the, and the tough old bugger walked out – or kind of drug a leg out of there, but got up and got out, went to his camper, slept all night. He said he thought he blew his knee out real bad. And he's like – Surely, surely I'll go get an MRI here in a couple of days, and that's probably what they'll say. But then they took an MRI, and yeah, 
37 pieces. They had to take a, like a third of the bottom of it out because they were in such little pieces. Golly. Yeah. And then, and then when it, it healed, it healed like in a, or all bowed out. He's walking all bow legged. So then they had to do another surgery where they broke it in two different places and then put a cadaver bone in. And then <clears throat> I think he ended up having like four or five surgeries on it. Golly. But he was he was committed. He was gonna ride at the finals that year. I remember I remember he'd lay on the ground, lay on the floor at the house, and it killed him like trying because we had to break all that scar tissue off. Yeah. Because at the start, he couldn't bend it at all, barely. Yeah. And then we just work on it all day, or two or three times a day, trying to push that scar tissue out. We got her back to about 90 degrees, and then then he went to the hospital, and he's like, or not the hospital, he went to his, his surgeon, and he's like, I need you to like put me under, break the rest of this out. I can't ride with it at 90 degrees. And so they did, and they tried, and when he got up, they're like, we can't, it, it'll break your leg again if we push it any farther. Wow. So I was borderline breaking Roddy's leg every night at the house. <laughs> Dang. Break it, Pepe Le Pew. He'd just be sitting there bared down. I knew it hurt, but I was like, Damn. Somebody probably made the joke, well, you're <laughs> never going to sit on that foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better not anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard a story that, the only time Rusty said he'd ever sat on a foot, he broke his leg. Dang. That well, I remember him breaking his leg. What I mean, wasn't it like in the last few years when he was kind of going? No, this was I think when he, or was, when he younger, was younger. When he broke gotcha. it that first time. Or maybe that's it. He's broke it a couple times, I think. Maybe. maybe. But yeah. Them guys, the way they ride, you know, so far back yes. under their rain. You rarely ever see one of them. Stetson maybe kind of last night Stet- that last jump. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he kinda, actually did sit on a foot. Didn't yeah, he? it. Re- I mean, it. It really. It scraped the candle for sure. <laughs> no, it was in there. Yeah, it was. It was dangerous too, because like, I mean, obviously you saw the buck off. Like, yeah, that's one he of those got kicked. That horse, like, I don't know if it had stayed in his seat, he would have been in the stands. I feel like that would have launched him. Oh, guaranteed, right yeah. between the ears. That's a that's a hopeless feeling, isn't it? Oh man, Sitting flying through the oh, I'm flying through the air is not good. <laughs> well, when they both come in your saddle and you know they're not coming out, yeah, you know the only route out is right between their ears, and then and you're then right in front of them. It's just prayer. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It's That's just a, Jesus take the wheel. A hope. Yeah, Jesus take the rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a hopeless feeling. I don't. I think take the rain. Yeah, I think I'm probably most nervous if I find myself still on a horse without a rein. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. That's pretty scary. Especially because your rein's running out in front of them now. Yeah. And you're still on. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of your lifeline in right. the bronc riding. And it's, then just the thought of him stepping on that rein yeah. just terrifies yeah. me. I usually just bail. I don't have Oh, yeah, time. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll see yeah. some guys like Zeke. Zeke will Zeke'll just – I've seen him lose his rein a couple times – Go ahead and just bear down on that, on them swells. Yeah, that looks worse than just taking yeah, the no, dirt, just than get, taking the get off. taking the dragon. Yeah. Um, we talked yesterday. I'm curious. Um, do you uh, run a finger through? I don't. Um, yeah. it's actually a funny story. I used to. Yeah. Um, and my dad always told me if you can't hold on to your damn rain, 
you're not going to make a good bronc rider. And I mean, most people do. I just, he told me that and whether it's true or not, I don't think so, but (laughs) I was running my hand through everything and I was actually getting on at a, a rodeo, um, up in Lethbridge and you Mm -hmm. got on for three days and then the short round was the last day and nobody got paid until the last day. And then the short round, there's four guys in it and only one guy got paid out of it and it was 10,000 and being a, I think I just turned 18 being, I was broke. I needed yeah. some money. Right. I was thinking that 10 grand would look nice. And I rode with my hand in my rain all three before that short round. Roddy's like, I'm not helping you on if you, if you do that. And I was like, come on, Roddy. And anyways, this horse at Kessler's paint horse called sugar and spice goes out there and he'd like bury it for two. And then he'd kind of pick his head Give up it back to you. So you really want to hold on to it for the first couple. And then, and then you'll have the right amount of rain if you do. But first jump goes out there, smokes my hand off my rain. I lose like all of it. And then I'm like flopping around with this much rain, get him rode, win second. Dang. <laughs> and I know like such a nice horse, but one yeah. you're just not going to put together with two feet extra rain and, yeah, I was I was pretty butthurt about that. Right. I, so it was I did, just kind of. I was sitting hit. there in the back of the truck the whole way home, just shaking my head. So he didn't help you. He did help me because I said, "All right, I'll just I'll hold on to it." I'm not. Oh, I'm you all, did it without running your fingers through. Yeah, that last day, and I lost all my rain. <laughs> so that did it make you a believer in running your fingers through? N- no, I just from then on out, I was like, I'm gonna. St- be stubborn about this if i gotta clearly i can't oh, hold on to my I rain see. i see <laughs> gotcha gotcha no i after that i i haven't done it since actually <clears throat> see i i i'm curious as to what my old man would have said about it i don't know i i had never done it till after he was he had passed and so anyway yeah i don't know it's just one of those things i tried i never really paid attention to guys doing it and then some of the guys around me started, and I was like, we're talking, it's kind of like, <laughs> you don't want no part of this, do we? <laughs> you don't <laughs> like, want none of this shit, do we? You don't want no part of this, do we? I think I'd like to try me some of that. Nah, just this once. I, <laughs> just I this really one. didn't like, when I first started, I did just my pinky, and I'd put the outside braid, and that was terrible. That hurt. Well, because well, then and when they like get that. it, it like rips your pinky yes. off. It's yes. better to put that top finger in. Oh, the top one. Yeah, because yeah. oh, then when it yeah. comes down, it's it's just pulling on all your fingers. I've seen I've seen somebody do that before. I I do the I do the my pinky through the middle two, and then my ring finger through the the one right next to it. Um, the guy I traveled with the most would would do two bottom two fingers either through the very middle or that outside. I think it's the outside braid he did, but anyway. If you watch Colt Gordon get on, uh huh, he puts every single finger through something different. Yeah. I think he even gets his thumb in there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he 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 monkeys. He takes the suicide rap in the Bronco. Yeah, <laughs> I've never though. Like most people say, like you get it stuck in there. But I've never had it. St- I mean, it just always comes out. Yeah. You know, it, it always seems to. That, I mean, I have nothing against <laughs> running your fingers through your rain. I think, yeah. I mean, lots of guys give horses enough rain these days where it's yes. not. But if you don't and you measure your rain wrong 
and you got your hand tied in there and you're getting drug over yeah. the front, that's a pretty terrible feeling. That too. sucks. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I like being able to slip a little bit. Yeah. No, that's one of those deals. I, th I really think it's like, for the most part, if you know what you're doing, I would never tell somebody starting out just to do that. But like, if somebody asked about it, I would say it was kind of personal preference at the end of the day. Like you could probably get away with either one. There's situations where it would help. There's situations where you shouldn't, you know. But. I, I think I think it may be a good tool to have in your in your old handbook when you if you need to do it on one. Like let's say that horse I was talking about in that story. Mm -hmm. Maybe one like that where it only takes it for one or two and uh -huh. then it comes up. I think that I think it's helpful in situations like that. Um because because then I mean where they might have ripped it clean out of your hands, but now now you got a chance to have the right rain measurement. So I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I don't think you need to do it on every single one. Right, right. But if you do, <clears throat> who cares? Is there anything else that your your dad was like I don't want to say different, <clears throat> but like unique as far as teaching you that you've learned over the years watching everybody else? I think um growing up in Canada and Skeeter Thurston, Mel Highland, um, guys like that taught me, Colby, um, Zeke, and it's it was always drilled into us from the start to hold your feet for two jumps. Mm -hmm. And like it's I th I think a lot of other people or a lot of other um people when they're starting up, it's like I'll figure out how to spur them out good later. Yeah. But it's something that we were always taught from the start that I think's a little different and I think the Canadians, like for the most part, sprout horses the best out of you know, yeah, or I, as good as you can. And it it's it's not very it's not very pleasant to start out like. I mean, no. we took a lot of a lot of um, diggings over it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, once you figure it out, it's it it sets up the ride perfectly. You yeah, know? and then it makes everything else easier. I think that would be one separate thing that that Roddy had taught us. Yeah. And and everyone in, up in Canada is just good spur outs from the start. And there's really, it's kind of a smaller percentage of horses that it, it just, it makes it treacherous as far as like, right? Like, I mean, like there, most horses, when you hold them for two, it feels good. Yeah. But my old man, that was one thing he, he was adamant about holding them for two. You yeah. know, at, for the longest, I thought that's what you had to do to get your mark out. Like I didn't realize that like it was just like that first jump. I thought you had to have them for two. And then that was kind of something. I still try to hold them pretty good. I'm I've I would say I miss my mark out less than some guys, but like I've been known to let them roll. Yeah, we, I mean we all do. Yeah. <laughs> it's um it's it's a tough thing. It's a work in progress too. I mean, you'll get good at it and then like you may go for a month or so where your spur outs get a little weak. 100%. That's what I was about to say. It's like you'll get on a little roll, and then, like, you hold them up there less and less, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you get two or three where they drop the flag on you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough deal, like, holding your holding your feet for two on some of them. Some of them horses these days, like, you know, Wild Cherry, yesterday's delivery, that one, that one I tried to hold my feet for two on at the NFR in 2019 smoke my head off of yeah off of his butt because i like that second jump she jumps straight forward and then it feels good to hold like her first jump you're like all right i'll pack him for two whack right in the back broke my hat 
like yeah I think it I folded yeah. folded my hat in and uh yeah then i'm <clears> seeing stars the whole whole ride and fell off those there's a lot of judges that like give mad respect to those kind of markouts i think so and i think it's i think more and more people are doing it now like yeah. i think there was a little stretch there for a few years where the markouts kind of got really bad yeah and 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 guys were getting away with not really spurring them out all year all year long and then they're real tough on it at the nfr yeah and they were throwing flags i can't remember how many years ago that was but they were throwing four <laughs> flags a night but i think it's got back to the point where everyone's trying to spur their horses out for two jumps again and i think that's a that's one of the one of the things they always did in the you know the bronc riding for as long as bronc riding's been the mold boys always had great two jump markouts and it's i think it's an important thing in our sport i uh i will say that like i'm adamantly against d'ing up the second jump like if i were going to pull them the first jump it's because my intention is to after the first jump it's because my intention was to spur after that but yeah it's that's a that's a sucky feeling right right off the bat when that horse finally sets up and you're in the d's yeah get sat up a little bit and then you're starting from behind right the best part about a a good a perfect spur out is it sets you up to to beat that sucker the first jump like usually my fastest jump my best jump is that first one after a spur out yeah yeah so before we get too far into the uh, rodeo time podcast talking about bronc riding talking about rodeo all things dawson hay um You've also got to check out, what are you guys calling the podcast? We got it called uh, All In Conversation. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because y'all kind of play a little poker. Some, do you play? I've, I've just been on the last couple, but um, it's, it's, we're, just, we're just trying to figure it out right now. Yeah. And just we mostly just like conversations, talking about rodeo, talking about bucking horses, all events, and uh, a few other fun things in there. Well, it's, it's uh, you also had the, a pretty cool like segment where you like, you guys like break down different things. Like you're kind of <laughs> yeah. like a reaction yeah. type ridiculousness yeah. type deal. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have a segment coming up in our, in our future ones where we, we uh, kind of commentate, look over a couple, you know, either rodeo wrecks or other sport wrecks yeah. and just, just try and go into, we, we actually watched a video of Gordon Ramsay compete at a rodeo <laughs> or well it was an african mud rodeo thing but what? it's pretty funny <laughs> it's it's amazing what you'll find on the internet <laughs> it would be neat to see those things but it would be more neat to see like how clayton sellers responds to that oh <laughs> yeah. it, it's you sellers and and lefty, lefty and yeah we'll we'll have it all on there guests every now and then yeah see that's what's Hopefully pretty good it's like <laughs> you guys could do like a i mean you don't have to have a guest every time you know, because you guys are interesting enough. Like, not you're all like professional rodeo athletes who have all been to the NFR, but you're also like pretty interesting guys. So, well, that maybe lefty. I love that guy. <laughs> I love y'all's Our, social media. Like, if Lefty Holman was a camper, you know, and then it's a picture of <laughs> Lefty Holman was a saddle. Yeah, no, Lefty we've kind of got a little a battle sad. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see Clayton's the other day. A picture of me. Yeah, if Lefty Holman was a cowboy. If <laughs> <laughs> I had one last night if Lefty Holman was a tattoo and this lady had a 
a huge sandwich tattoo. That's hilarious. Arm. Yeah. It makes no sense. And because it makes no sense, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best part. So check out uh, Dawson Hay, Clayton Sellers, Lefty Holman. They got a cool podcast coming your way. Um, yeah. How many all episodes in, have you done? All in conversations. I think we're we're on episode five now. <laughs> you never know where it'll go, man. No, we're just trying to get it rolling, you know. It's <laughs> it's it's a learning process with all this stuff, but we got good cameras, good setup, good audio now, and um, it's it's re- I think it's it's going to be a real fun. And podcast. you guys are all like at the beginning of your careers for the you know like you're on the be- the beginning stages, and the other thing is just like where to go after. Like yeah, you said, absolutely. Your dad being forty two, like it's kind of a a rarity for a guy to be rodeoing for a living at that age, which is pretty young to retire. It's and, a young man's sport. Right. And so if you guys have set up for 10 years or so, this, you know, alternative way to, you know, essentially make a living. Oh, you know, I'm, I mean, dare I say it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, it's, um, uh, I, I hope I'm doing more than just podcasts when I get done. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's something that could be fun for, for a long time. And, I, I enjoy listening to your guys' podcasts and, and a lot of other guys' podcasts. I like the video aspect of it, too, yeah. where you get to watch everyone's kind of their reactions. And it instead of just listening to it plugged in on your phone, getting to watch the – Yeah. Watch the um, – I think it I think it helps out a lot, too, because a lot of rodeo fans, all they all they really see in the athletes are what they see on the, yeah. on the Cowboy Channel, right? Just in and out of the arena. You get Quick to know – You get to know the Cowboys. You get to know – you know, the, the guys behind the scene. Yeah. And you guys are from both ends of the continent. You know, you got a Florida bull rider and a Canadian bronc rider. So the sport stretches that far. And a, and then, and a California bronc rider. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big All triangle. It's like a triangle. <laughs> it's, it's a triangle. Corners. That's corners. Yeah. So check out their podcast, All In Conversations, as well as their social media. And uh, now on to our podcast where we talk about all things bronc riding. And then there's nothing more heartbreaking than watching somebody who can ride any horse in the pen but has been struggling with the mark out. That, that yeah, absolutely. There's guys that there's guys that would be at the NFR if they could yeah. mark their horses out good. Yeah, no, it's that is a hard thing and that's why I Or feel they are really, at the NFR. Or they and they are, have a good t- and that, they have a hard time. That, yeah, that's that's heartbreaking to me. Like watching guys, it's like, man, you're already there just you can obviously ride them, you mm-hmm. know, but. Well, and I think it it can be a little more relaxed during the years. A lot of rodeos you'll see, like, dang, that they're just letting them go today. Like, yeah. everyone's missing them out, and the, no, they're not throwing flags. Then there's other rodeos where they're throwing flags left and right, and yeah. guys are getting them marked out. But it's, um, yeah, it is, like you said, it's heartbreaking to watch guys that can ride so good or – and and you know when you missed one out, mm-hmm. ever I don't think anyone would would say like it's you feel them come. You, yeah, the whole the rest of the ride you're sitting there like, dang, I can't wait to hear this zero for yeah. missing them out. Lots of times you see them throw the flags. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. I, which I feel like is messed up. I know. I don't it, know why they do that. Bright yellow flags like that. Let's get a brown flag so at least you can. 
or maybe wait till I'm out of sight. Yeah. You know, like just in case the back judge yeah. gives you a free roll. Yeah. Like, why you got to throw it like in my line of sight? Some of them guys will throw them like, hey, you see that? <laughs> in front yeah, of your horse. Right. <laughs> it's like they're mad at you. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, get that into you. Yeah. Hey, it's what you get for hitting on my wife. Like, I'm, dude, I'm, I don't even know you. you know? I'm not even watching the rest of this ride. <laughs> right. That's what I feel like. I don't understand, like, is there a purpose though for them throwing it under your horse? I don't know. I think some guys just like to, um, like to let you know right off the bat. And yeah. then there's some judges. Sometimes you'll see them throw the flag, and then you get a free roll, and they're like, Mm-mm, "Still not marking them." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll be like seventy. You think you made a nice ride, and you're like seventy-five. And like, that wasn't yeah. a good spur out, I guess. There's got to be a reason. You know, they go to them seminars, those judges seminars. There's got to be a reason they throw it towards the bronc rider, like under his line of sight. I well, don't know. I know but. it's it's kind of frowned upon for them to throw them really late. I know. Yeah. Um. They. I think they need to throw it as soon as they see it. Yeah. Like they're they're required to do that. It's it's kind of a kick in the butt as well when you when they wait till like the end of the ride and then throw it too. Yeah. I don't know. A guy should just spur his horses out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold them for two and remove all doubt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's some horses that are a little harder. That's that's for dang sure. Get smart. Yesterday, watching Ben on that horse, uh huh. That's got to be one of the hardest horses to spur out. Yeah, I would say above Wild Cherry. Right. Yeah, that thing. And then if you do get them spurred out, then it's really go time. But you need to get that horse spurred out to stay on. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone miss him out and then stay on. Dang. Like, like they threw a flag on Ben last night. I didn't get to quite see how good his mark out was, but, like, if you don't get a good seat on that sucker and get him spurred out, she'll, she'll make you eat it. We talked about yesterday spurring out spring planning. Yeah. I don't know if you've been there. No, I have. I got, I got to get on him one time at uh, Tree Mountain's Extreme Bronx. That horse is a handful. Yeah. And he don't – sometimes he don't even look it too much. But right. What an awesome horse. My my dad had been on that horse a couple times, um, and I was super excited to draw him. Um, but, yeah, that'll be one of the all-time greats for sure. I, I, and I think there's two of them. Maybe Powder River is the one that's hard to mark out, but Miss Congeniality? Yeah, that sucker had big rare out of there. Bigger, hit, yeah. and, then, and just a huge horse, too. Them, right. You know them bigger ones, they're harder to spur out because – you got to get around there, especially with little legs. <laughs> it's like doing the splits on one like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, getting over those huge shoulders. Mm-hmm. I, I find it harder than ones like that to sprout or than ones that leave and kind of drop a shoulder. Uh-huh. They leave and hit on that wrong lead. And then yeah. them are the hardest ones because, I mean, it's like there's nothing to get in to get your spur into. Right. That's where it helped to have, I think, a little longer leg. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the most, I don't have the best bronc rider build. I got a long body and these little stubby legs. And, uh, yeah, I dragged the bottoms off of 32s. <laughs> what, what, uh, what kind of shank do you have? <clears throat> uh, just a one inch shank. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe one and a quarter, a little over an inch. Yeah. Um, I just got my first pair of new spurs this year. And, um, like, I'd just worn an old set of my dad's spurs. And uh-huh. The rowels, I don't even think the rowels touched the horse. They're all <laughs> worn out, but um, I just had measured them once. They're like 30 years old. He hadn't worn them for, since he was starting. And then I got a new set, and they're I, th- I think they're about an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter. I know 
you know, like the longer, I mean, you reach up there and it's just like you just stick them up there and they get the mark out for you almost. <laughs> yeah. I know longer legged guys seem to ride a little shorter shank, it seems like. Mine are teeny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get them hung up to, if you got, right. like, get around that corner and then they're stuck up there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I've, I tried a longer shank too for a couple of rodeos and I sent a picture to Jacobs and he he responded back, I too like to live dangerously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's funny. But, no, I, I, I never have tried a longer shank. Yeah. Like up to, cause they'll make them up to like an inch and a half inch and right. three quarter shank. But I just didn't really want to change it up too much. I know Clay Elliott, if you remember watching him ride, how hard he'd set his feet. Oh man. He just had these little baby ass spurs, like yeah. just tiny. And he, he would, uh, dang sure get a hold of them. So I, I don't think you need a huge shank to get a hold of them. I've Snapchatted a guy. For like two years, thinking it was Clay Elliott, oh, no and kidding. then like the other day, found out it wasn't. It, it wasn't was a different. Clay. I mean, his name was Clay Elliott, and <laughs> his emoji like, had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, and then another recommended Clay Elliott popped up. Like you have mutual friends with Clay Elliott, and I was like, and I, I sent and I Snapchat that one. I was like, did you get a new Snapchat? He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I asked the other guy. He was like, yeah, I'm a fireman in Lubbock. I don't even know. I just thought you Snapchatted me. <laughs> this guy's hanging out. He's just like, yeah, Dale Brisby Snapchatted me yep, again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> cause like he, he would be around horses and stuff. And I was like, anyway, That's yeah, hilarious. he was like, cause I'll Snapchat guys like just little stuff. I don't put on my story, yeah. you know? Um, but no, speaking of Clay Elliott, he, I can't, I can vaguely remember, but <clears throat> he seemed to have like a really cool practice horse or something that was in like a round pen. Maybe it was like an old saddle horse. Is that common knowledge or I can't quite remember. Um he I uh, I had this anyway, he had I, I saw like and they were kind of trotting him around in a practice pen and he'd kinda because we had a my old man found a horse that came through like a killer pen and it, he just kinda he looked like he'd had a saddle on before. And so we tried him and sure enough he had uh you know, was broke and we called him Steve. He was a Palomino <laughs> horse. Um, and sure enough, he was in the killer pen because every now and then he'd buck. But, it, you know, he couldn't kick over a Coke can. And so we, we, we would, I'd get on him in the round pen just with the Bronx saddle all the time. Just kind of hawk the back cinch into him and yep. he'd hop yep, around there. Exactly. My yeah. dad had a horse like that, he said, when he started. And they'd spur the heck out of him. And yeah. a lot of guys, I think a lot of guys still do that you know it's right. nice to have a especially when you're starting a horse that you could just go set you do it all by yourself yeah 100 percent. you don't Pull need a lot of help seat. no yeah that's a good that's a good thing to have. finding the right practice horse it's like a whole nother that's that's crucial i think and something we've been teaching in our or that we really strive for in our schools is to have you know really good yeah a horse for everyone's level because uh -huh. i think it takes the wind out of a lot of young bronc rider sales when they've got these things bred up to be you know next maybe world champion horse and they're colts and you don't really know what to go for rain on a lot of yep. them i think and um a lot of kids you know they're out there and they're like if i can't ride one of these these are the best horses around like maybe i'm not cut out for this right. a little bit and falling off at i mean you get on 15 horses and you only stay on for one second a piece yep you're really not learning a whole lot so I think I yeah. think in and I I think in 
something that we we've been trying to strive for in our schools is getting a lot of a lot of horses for everyone's level so i mean if you if you can't barely stay on a saddle horse how are you going to expect to ride something that that hard so get get and and then getting your confidence you get one road get to the next level get on a horse that's a little bit better and then by the end of the weekend you might be you know in the getting on something that actually does buck a little bit and yeah and you leave there with your your chest poked out right probably got a cool spur out picture yeah <laughs> and um uh but i i think that's really important for for Man, starting I, out as good practice horses i went to a school a long time ago i won't say which one or anything but it was the same deal you know and it, it was like one of the first couple of times they had had the school and a lot of the instructors like had not taught a lot of schools which which is neither here nor there except for the fact that like these stock contractors it was like three stock contractors just bringing a pin of colts like you said and um they're putting guys on these horses that like are gonna go on to be just possibly even e-pin type horses yeah and at the end of the school you know and that's fine if that's all you can come up with for a school that's fine so long as you know it and the students know it but at the end of school they're just like hey we need to thank these you guys thank these stock contractors and they're just like hammered into it and i'm just like man these guys are never going to get on again <laughs> you know like they're done because these horses were like yeah it's great if you got some nfr guys getting on them you know but and that that's one thing i've always been adamant about like i would love to do a school but the only reason the only way i would is if I had like twelve dinks mm-hmm. that didn't run off. Yeah, you. It's it's really important to get get a set of horses too that um, don't cover a lot of ground. Like yeah, it don't matter if they don't buck at all. But it's almost way better off to get on one that goes out there and gets it on than one that's just trailing off and kind of yeah. not really bucking because slide off, hang your stirrups and get get stomped on it. You know. 30 miles an hour <laughs> yeah that's not fun it's hard for to get anybody. your stirrups off but yeah it's it's um it's a it's a work in progress over there we're we're getting i got a couple more practice horses sent up there this week actually nice and uh lefty and george veter they have a great pen of beginner yeah. horses in and some horses you know that are at a at a, a level that you know could maybe even be at a few rodeos and stuff yeah. so yeah, we got. I got to go get two more when we get back, and potentially a fifth one. But anyway, so slow. One slow and one old. But yeah, them old, them old retired horses are. That's that's a lot of what we have out there is just yeah. stuff that got you know get eighteen, nineteen years old and just get too weak to to be at the rodeos anymore. And, and I think them are the best ones. What a good life as a horse. Yeah. yeah, they don't have to travel. They get fed good, and when they're in, you know, when they're healthy, like you know, bucking them really doesn't it doesn't hurt them at no, all. They'll go for another seven years. Yeah, and it don't bother them none. Right, they just get all fat and lazy and don't yeah. have to buck that hard anymore. Right, hundred <laughs> percent. Get grained all the time. One thing we talked about, not trying to just make it a replicated podcast from, but. Just curious where you stand on it. I mean, we are at the damn NFR for heaven's sake. Um, we talked about like fighting weight and getting in shape. Is that anything that you've really concentrated on throughout your career? No, not uh, not really. I like to I like to ride the bubble around one thirty five, one forty. Nice. Um, I I'll I'll get up to one 
40, 43 maybe once once the rodeo slows up. But then I, I fight to keep weight on while I'm rodeoing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I get all shriveled up. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as like Vegas here. workouts, it's like more just getting on Bronx. I've I've never been a guy that that's went to the gym a whole lot. Yeah. Um. I I find that I'm in the best shape, best riding shape when I'm just getting on all the time. Yeah. I think it works. It works well for other people. I'm sure. Um. I've just never really been that yeah. way. I like to stay light, and I know that like going to the gym isn't going to help me get to be uh like riding as fast as I need to be. It's yeah. It's getting on every day, like. Yep. Usually takes me till like a little after San Antonio before I feel like I'm back in yeah. riding shape. And that's when I'm, and then over the 4th of July, like that's when I'm usually riding the best I am all year. And it's cause I'm getting on every single day. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I haven't, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in the gym. I like to be active and get out and just, just keep myself in shape that way. But yeah, I've, I've always been like, I enjoy working out and I always have like ever since probably eighth grade football. Like I just, I enjoy, and I'm the kind of guy just like my, like I would, if I didn't do anything, like I wouldn't just stay skinny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I would probably put on a little bit of weight mm-hmm. and if I just wasn't paying attention to it, um, I think I go fast enough in my day to day that I wouldn't get overweight really, but I, w- I just wouldn't be any sort of fighting weight. And so like, I kind of feel like I got to do something to stay fighting weight. But on the other, on the other hand, like I've never felt like at all, it was any sort of substitution for getting on. Like if you had to, if you had to choose between practice and working out, yeah, like getting on a horse, there's just no substitution for it. No, I don't like, think so either. And like you said, a lot of guys do struggle with, you know, like if they're not working out, going, going to the gym and stuff, we'll we'll sit there and pack on some weight. Yeah. For some reason, like I I can do about whatever I want, and I never really. Yeah. I I I have a harder time keeping weight on. Yeah. Yeah. Sterling Crawley is like that. <laughs> he's just, he's just a string bean. <laughs> like he's so skinny, and he's always been like, but. I'm and, pretty sure Leighton Green has a tapeworm. He <laughs> eats like five times a day. Yeah. And he, I doubt he weighs much more than 145 pounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. What do you weigh, Donnie? Oh, probably like a little less than 160 right now. Yeah. I feel overweight for a bronc rider now, I guess, listening to these guys. I feel <laughs> like I'm probably, right now, I'm probably at least 165, maybe 168 where I'm at. I think I think there's a I mean a healthy weight to be at but I'm at the same time there's there's guys that ride better at that weight like yeah. whatever weight they're it's at. It's really your body build I think probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You ever tried any other event? I rode bulls um through high school. Um well I rode steers till I was 14, 15 yeah. and then started riding bulls and then once I turned 16 I started riding bronx bronx and bulls. And uh, then I rode bulls in the amateur rodeos and through high school till till I was about 18 or 19. Yeah. And then I wanted to be a bull rider. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. was, that was my goal. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a bull rider. And then I started getting on Bronx and started really enjoying it. And yeah. 
it seemed like I, it, I was getting better at bronc riding and worse at bull riding. <laughs> Dang. I don't know. I The year before, I I made the amateur finals the one the year before I quit, I believe. And then the next year, I couldn't stay on anything. And then I was winning in the bronc riding, and I was just – I was getting more nervous getting on bulls than I was yeah. ever before. And I was like, geez, I must – I, I just kind of lost the itch for it a little uh-huh. bit, and um, I still I still try my hand at it every now and then. Yeah, I've, uh, I got on one last year. Oh dang, yeah. that recent. Yeah, yeah, I've been on one about every year since since I quit, yeah. but just haven't completely quit. Right. I'd really like I'd really like to to try it a few more times. Yeah, and just I've watching it and being around the the pros for the last few years is. I've picked up on a lot of things and I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to try my hand in it maybe a few more times to see if I, I just want to get one road at a rodeo. Yeah. You know, it'd be so cool. I think go to a little rodeo, see it got a nice one drawn and yeah. see if I could get one road. Seems very attainable. Well, I've been on enough. I think I could probably, you yeah. know, get, get it figured to where I could, I'm not, I'm not going to strive to ride them bulls that, that are out around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. probably wouldn't even get on them if I drew one at the yeah. rodeo, but I, I just, I think it would be a cool thing to try one more time. Yeah. Where do you go in the shoot? What's that? Where do you go in the shoot mentally? Because I, mean, I was just thinking about, I mean, it'd probably be the same for a bull ride, just like the level of fight and how you where do turn I go on the fight. The yeah, mentally, where do you, like, oh. how, do you have to, like, do you, you pretty calm guy or do I, you? I kind of, like, I get into, like, a little state of mind as soon as my horse runs in and I, I kind of black everything out. I, I, my nerves are usually out by the time that horse rolls in, my nerves are gone. You know, I'm not really thinking about everything that I've planned on doing before that is, is already set in. So for me, I ride the best when I'm just loose and cool, not worrying about too much and just trying to stay focused on not, on not overthinking it. So where I, when I'm in the shoots, like I, I hardly remember being in the shoots, which is weird. Like once I get over there and I got my rain, it kind of, I kind of black, black out. I mean, you, you, you remember certain jumps of the ride. It's feeling good and certain things about the ride, but until I get back to the shoots, I kind of just disappear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Donnie, you got any questions? Yeah. Who are you traveling with? Uh, me, Zeke, and Jake Watson. Yeah. Uh, we got quite the crew at, and it works good. We're all up there from Canada, and um, we get to we get to run back and forth together. It works out good. Um, I was lucky enough to jump in with them guys on uh, not my rookie year, but the year after, and I I learned so much traveling with them too. Um, Zeke, he don't he don't care about a whole lot. It's you know, and there's no excuses in that rig. Yeah, it's yeah, it's you know, you you fall off or you you're 80 points, you're not going to get a pat on the back. Yeah. It's, and I don't give, you know, Zeke or Jake a pat on the back yeah. and they do it and we know it. And, um, but no, we have a whole lot of fun together and I've learned so much from them guys. I, I wouldn't be the bronc rider I am today without, without traveling with some good guys like that. And Zeke, he's having a heck of a finals. He's, he's so consistent. That's yeah. one thing I strive to be like, um, watching him, um, the guy, the guy doesn't seem to miss a beat. He, he won't get on but two practice horses before the finals and show up and ride just as good as he did at the Fourth of July. It's yeah, 
it's crazy. He's yeah. a he's a stubborn bugger, but he's a dang good bronc rider. And Jake Watson as well. That guy, I don't think anyone spurs him out harder than Jake Watson. Really? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Take some diggers for it. <laughs> Man, and that's that's you're right. Like now that you mention it, you know, like you think about guys having a good mark out, and when you mentioned like a lot of those guys being Canadians, like that's so true. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just watch watching them guys even just before I was really going, watching Clay Elliott, Zeke Thurston, Jake Watson, Leighton, all them guys, and then all our dads, the way yeah. they did it, it was like, that's that's something I, I want to do. It, yeah. Even if even if I don't become a Bronco, right, I want to dang sure spur my right. kid. Right. Uh, I, I've, I've asked Clayton about this before we made a little video about the backflips that you guys do everywhere. You got anything? Yeah, we um we had a deal at the start of the year where we I don't know where it started. I guess Clayton's oh, yeah. like I did a backflip on something and then I was like, I can do backflips. <laughs> and then I went jumped and did one. And then it was like for that weekend we probably did thirty backflips a piece and then it was just everywhere. We had to do a backflip on something. But then we landed on our face a couple times, and they slowed up a little bit. <laughs> they slowed up a little. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I want to like, do that. No I don't want to have to turn out of a rodeo because I landed on my face doing a backflip. But I'd actually say I slowed up more than he did. But um, I can see that. He, uh, we still, we still try our hand at it every now and then. But it was supposed to go on throughout the whole year. But once rodeo got busy, didn't see each other as much. The winter rodeos is where it took off because we were at the same place all yeah. winter. You know, Houston. Fort Worth, San Antonio, I guess not them last year, but the American and whatnot. And on our, we have an annual snowboarding trip up in Colorado. We've been four times now, and then the backflips really come out over there. I yeah. seen you do one off a balcony. I was like, oh, no, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, golly. 30 feet up. <laughs> yeah, into the snow. Yeah, into the snow. I knew it was probably pretty soft. You figured. Yeah, I knew it was, <laughs> or at least it was just all the Snow they'd pushed off that balcony. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I probably should have walked through it first. <laughs> so, like, I knew I knew either way Clayton was coming in right after me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I watched, I made a video for, like, rock and roll at, out of all those, and I was like, I had never met you before that, and I was like, this guy's got to be, like, crazy like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, all the time just and, and i met you at that bronx school and i, I was like well he, maybe he's not as wound up maybe he's being a little more professional with the kids and stuff but um yeah uh, me and clayton are bad influences on each other yeah when it comes to stuff I, like that i can imagine i feel like too there's just like being a, a rough stock rodeo cowboy there's got to be that little bit of like especially i mean i could see like you already know kind of how to do a backflip and so you well, test it's almost like nodding for a bronc, yeah. you know, like, all right, I'm going to do this off of that thing. Like, there's that little bit of, like, just adrenaline junkie type kick in. For sure. I think that's the reason we're probably in the events we are and we are who we are today is because, I mean, I've always been, whether aside from bronc riding, it's doing something, trying to do something crazy. It's something I've always craved, you know. Yeah. Whether it's <clears throat> snowboarding or dirt biking or riding broncs or yeah. Still trying to get on a bull every now and then. <laughs> yeah. No. Right, right. But. Well, we but, wrap up each one with like a life advice kind of thing. Life advice. Um, Trying to take life advice from me. Let me see. Or maybe just something your dad told you, something you've heard or 
even just a kind of a paragraph. Doesn't have to be necessarily a quote, but I just think in in this sport and in all sports, I mean, you can never f- truly feel like you're at the best of your ability. Um, I know, especially with with um, bronc riding, I've never been able to say I made the perfect ride. Uh-huh. It's it's taking something from each ride and trying to get better and you know, you're never going to be where you possibly could be. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got, you can always be better. Right. Yeah. Not get comfortable. I would say an apple a day keeps everyone away if you throw it hard enough. (laughs) I should have went with that one. (laughs) What you got, Donnie? Uh, When in doubt, let it out. Yeah. Yeah. That worked good for you. Yeah. That first day was a, was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be too tight. No. Is that it? Wait, yeah. You roll the outro music? Sure.